Welcome to A Transforming Word with Pastor Bill Buffington. This program is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Inglewood. Today on A Transforming Word. Is there a rhythm to it? You know, every week, we, this is a priority in our family. We're going to be there Sunday. We'll be there on Thursday. You know, we're going to be at this thing. And once a year, I'm making sure that we set aside the resources to be able to go to that thing. And I'm going to be, able, you know, do you have those core things in place in your life? Or is it just kind of like, eh, if I can, I will. If something better comes up, I won't. I think, because as I look at it for them, even though they were under the law, God wanted it. And because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, I know he still wants it. God still wants it to be a regular thing in my life because I want to. Church should be so much more than an obligation. You don't need to attend in order to maintain your membership in God's kingdom. It's something you need in order to experience the fullness of what God desires for you. This life can be so busy and we can easily lose sight of what really matters. As Pastor Bill will challenge us in today's message, if church hasn't been a priority for you, now is the time to change that. You need that fellowship for your own growth and the rest of the kingdom needs you. Now, here's Pastor Bill in the book of Numbers chapter 29 for today's edition of A Transforming Word. We celebrate that Christ did come that he came to be with us, that God came to earth to be with us. We live in a world where there are people that, that's a hard fact, right? Jesus came, he was here, it's a fact. There are people that would like to minimize that truth, would like to marginalize it. Well, he was here, but he was just a prophet. No, 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 he was born a prophet. He just did some miracles, because it's a fact. You can go back and study secular historians at that day, he was down here doing some stuff. And so, no, 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 that's God the Son came and dwelt among his people. He walked with them, and he spoke to them, and he gave messages to them, and he gave instructions to them, and it's been written and preserved for us to this very day. That we could, we could, we got I mean, you pick up your Bible, you guys, and we're, we're taking instructions straight from Jesus. I mean, Jesus Christ, God the Son, he was here. These are his words. Do we believe that, right? We're reading, we're, as you're reading your Bible, do you believe you're reading in John and this red letter? Do you believe that, that Jesus said that? That's his words. This is the word of God speaking to us. We have this for us. He dwelt among us. Now, we have something even greater is that he dwells within us. Everyone that believes, he he doesn't just, not just tabernacling around us, God lives in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so we remember that. uh, We celebrate that. They, They were to celebrate what God had done for them and how he brought them out. We have something even greater to celebrate. Um, they had a they had a picture of they had they had they had symbols of what was going to happen for us in a greater way. Uh, we've been brought out in a much greater way. They were brought out of the world and into a relationship with the Lord where they were tabernacle with them. They had an actual tabernacle where they could get to God's presence and interact with the Lord. God said, I brought you guys out of the world that you could be in relationship with me. Are we taking advantage of that, guys? Are we taking advantage of the privilege that we have to tabernacle with the Lord, be in fellowship with God, to, that you can pray and he'd be heard. You can read and hear back. Um, and I, I've been, I mean, personally, I mean, every day I, I look at the Bible readings, I'm, I'm looking for God to speak to me. And there are days where there's stuff that I got back here and stuff I'm praying about and God, wham, hit me with something. I'm like, I, I'm tucking that away. That's a word from the Lord. Other times it's just nuggets of truth that I'm just stowing away. Um, but every day there's something. This is a living book. Something there's something for me to walk away with today. You know, I'm looking at the Old Testament. That my nuggets from Samuel were that David was gracious and Joab was <laughs> Joab was a gangster. You know, so I, I looked at David was you know you know the people that mistreated him when he came back 
And the guy said, man, we should get him. And David said, no, no, nobody's going to die today. I'm not in, I'm, I don't, no, no death, no death today. I just see a, a broken, a little softer, gracious man. Um, and he put away his concubines. Um, it, it was some good things, you know, just see through some brokenness, through, through some trials and some sin and some issues, broken, humble, gracious. Come to my New Testament, Peter's being restored. And I wrote down in my Bible, I wrote down in my, in my notes from the day, feed my sheep, no, feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. What a great calling. What an awesome what an awesome thing that God would come back to him after he failed to recognize that he knew the Lord and say, you know what you get to do for me? You love me? You want to show me you love me? Feed my lambs, my little sheep. Tend my sheep. Care for them. Be involved in their life. Take care of them. Feed my sheep. Feed them. That's the, you love me? Feed my sheep. For me, as a pastor, I walked away. I'm like, God, love them. Feed them. Tend them. Be with them. Feed them. Love them. Tend them. Word from the Lord. Every single day, there's something, guys. And while they were to celebrate God's tabernacling with them. Now, I believe you guys read it. God may have, you may, it may be totally different stuff that caught your ear, caught your attention, that spoke to your heart. But every single day, right, God is with us and among us. And we're, we have the opportunity to just to get him, to get in it with him and be in his word and be in prayer. And just let the Lord just let, let him let him give you something to marinate in that concerns him. And so God is tabernacling among us too, even greater than being around him, he's in us and he's with us and we got access to him. Take advantage of it. I wonder if some of these Old Testament saints could have had what we have, how they would have just, I mean, even I look at David, right? David had the Holy Spirit upon him, but he didn't have the Holy Spirit in him. And he, their relationship with the Lord was different. He prayed at one point, God, take not your Holy Spirit from me because I saw what happened to Saul when you took it from him. Please don't do that to me. We don't live in that fear. Holy Spirit, it's, 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 it's God's down payment that we belong to him. He's not taking it away. We live in a different comfort. We don't, we're, not, we're not living with the promise of what Christ will do. We're living on the backside of what Christ has already done. And so we're just in a different position. So for us, I think it should be even more, right? There should be even more of a, a relationship, a love, a passion for, for God and for being around him and being with him. Now, verses... Um, 17 through 35, and I'm, I'm not going to read all that, but I, I summarized it already. It, it covers the second day, the third day, the fourth day, the fifth day, the sixth day, and the seventh day. Everything is exactly identical to the first day, except that every single day there was one less bull uh, being offered up. And I'm not going to just make up something. I, I, I really couldn't find you know why that other than the bull was probably the biggest and the most expensive thing being offering offered maybe God was giving them a little I mean each day it was getting a little cheaper to do this thing I really I really and I, I don't even know if that's the case but um in reality it was cheaper each day as the bull was you know one less bull so anyway pick up at verse 35 with me because now we're after this feast we're on the 38th day and it says I'm sorry on the eighth day so it says on verse 35 on the eighth day you shall have a sacred assembly you shall do no customary work. And so this one's different. Up until now, he kept saying a holy convocation. This one is a sacred assembly. And again, there'll be no customary work. You shall present a burnt offering, an offering made by fire as a sweet aroma to the Lord. And I would just point this out. One of the things that I read uh, was a re- re- reminded me the there's a sweet aroma when we offer up, you know, the meat of the bull. But they're offering up the entire bull and it was the skin and the awful and all the yucky stuff that goes with it. And so the manners and customs reminded me that that's not a sweet smell. 
You know, it ain't like you, in my mind, I'm always thinking of the barbecue in my backyard on Memorial Day. Me and BJ walked outside and you took one breath in and you could smell all the neighbors that had it going already. You know, this isn't that. This is the whole thing. All the nasty stuff too. It's not a good smell, but it was a sweet smell to the Lord because it was complete. The whole thing was coming up to me. The whole thing was being offered up. That was what was sweet to the Lord. And, and I, again, I've always looked at it as, you know, just the smell of the meat. And you ever smell a great barbecue? And that's why it was a sweet aroma to the Lord. But it was sweet to the Lord because the whole thing was being offered up to him. And I would just remind us today that God wants all of you offered up to him. That's sweet to the Lord. All of you. Not some of you, not a part of you, but, but everything. That we would just give it up all to the Lord. And so... Moving on now, um, so you shall present the burnt offering, offering made by fire, sweet aroma to the Lord, one bull, one ram, seven lambs in their first year without blemish, and their grain offering and their drink offerings for the bull, for the ram, and for the lambs by their number according to their ordinance. Also one goat as a sin offering, besides the regular burnt offerings, his grain offerings, and his drink offerings. These you shall present to the Lord at your appointed feast. Besides your vowed offerings and your freewill offerings as your burnt offerings and your grain offerings and your drink offerings and your peace offerings. And so here God says, now these all these things you're going to do. But in addition, there were some other offerings. There were the offerings that were vowed. Those are offerings that someone said, God, I, I, I promise I'm going to give this to you, whatever that might be. Something you vowed to the Lord. God says, keep your vows. Um, and then your free will offerings. These were offerings that weren't commanded. God wasn't saying you had to do it. This was something that of your own free will, you just brought and said, Lord, I want to just give this to you. Um, and so there was room for in addition to all this. And some of my read this and think after all this, <laughs> who who has who has a heart to bring a free will offering after all of this that's required? Who's making vows in addition to this? Well, the, the people were. There were people that were vowing even beyond what was required. And there were people that were freely willing to give even beyond what was required. And I would just point this out to you in the New Testament when God says that he loves a cheerful and a hilarious giver. I believe that one of the reasons he loves it, that God, God loves when we do something from our own heart. And I say it all the time at church that God's not wanting a legal relationship with us. If I only do something because I'm like, God, I know I got to give you this much or you're going to get me. So here, you know, and I give it to him. That doesn't please the Lord. That's not the way. That's not the type of giving or the, the heart that that pleases God. My son, Billy, is um, he always is making popcorn and but he loves his popcorn. and He he usually is a pretty good sharer. But when it comes to food and popcorn and stuff like that, he really don't want to share, but he will. So I say, hey, Billy, let me have some of that popcorn and I'll go to reach my hand and he'll reach him for me and get one kernel and stick it in my mouth and then Mika will tell you, he'll, he don't walk away, he runs away before you ask for any more, you know? So be, be missing that popcorn. He'll get one little piece, feeds you and pew, he's off to the room, you know, just fast he can go. Now, you know, that's all cute and everything, but some of us are like that with the Lord, you know? God, is, I, I gave it to you, don't ask me for nothing else, you know? And we, you be off with it. So. I just want to point out, we just looked at a gang of, this is a ton of stuff that was given. Um, I'm going to read this to us real quick. It says, if Israel had obeyed these commands from Numbers 28 and 29, it would have meant this, that the priests had sacrificed 1,086 lambs, 113 bulls, 32 rams, 
more than a ton of flour, uh, about a thousand bottles of oil and wine on behalf of the nation. That's what they were offering up. That's what they were. That's what was being given up and given over to the Lord. And so a lot. But in addition to this, there were still people that had made vows and were bringing free will offerings. So I would say this to us with regard to your giving to the Lord. And I mean, giving everything. I mean, giving of yourself. I do believe it has to do with giving of our resources. And I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to not bring that to the table because they're giving what God provided for them that cost them something. The giving that they were doing, I mean, at the end of the day, these are their animals that, that, that you know, their sheep were giving birth. They were feeding them and they were agricultural society. This was their grain, their flour, their wine, their oil, their stuff that God had provided for them. But, you know, we take possession of our stuff and we forget that everything we have belongs to the Lord, is from the Lord. And so God said, hey, bring me as, as, a, as a regular rhythm of life, bring back to me of what I've given to you. And for them, it was required. It was it was illegal. You needed to do this if you're going to be right with God. Now, New Testament is totally different, totally different. And New Testament giving, God says it's it's free will. It's free will. God says, I want you to I want you to, you know, come. What what can you get with a cheerful heart? He says, as the Lord has prospered you, so let each man set aside for the first day of the week and bring that to the Lord. What is that for each one of us? How do we participate in that? Are we, do we give begrudgingly? God doesn't want you to give begrudgingly. He doesn't want people, someone twisting your arm and, and manipulating you and telling you to, you know, give so you'll get something else. God says, no, it's got to be part, it's part of your worship. It's part of how we worship the Lord is our, our giving. And the attitude that we give it with matters to the Lord. Uh, and that's just important to know. Um, God doesn't want us doing it with a bad attitude. You know, so I feel bad. There's some married couples where one person is a giver, another person not a giver. And so one person like, I can freely give this to the Lord. And the spouse is like, don't you give all that to the church, you know, you know, and that's a battle. That's why you don't be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. The sad part is sometimes those are two believers, just one really stingy one, you know, so it's just, it happens. Right. But God would say, look, it's, it's as, as individuals, um, we're to be glad. Every, everything, if, when I, you, again, you break it down to everything we have came from him. And in, in worship, we offer portions of what he's given us back to him and and it pleases the Lord. Um, again, New Testament saints, it's primarily free will. I, I will say this. Whenever I study the Old Testament, I, I look at what God required. I'm careful not to write it off. Some people look at the Old Testament like, well, now we're under grace, so it don't matter. No, don't do that. Right? The Bible says that the, the entirety of this book is written about him. I'm learning about God in every page and every chapter. And when I read a chapter like this, I realize I'm learning about God. God wanted them regularly coming before him. Part of the regular rhythm of life, they were coming before him on this day, annually, morning time, evening time, weekly, monthly, yearly. God said, I want you guys, to, I want there to be these times where we're interacting. I want you to give. I want you to come. I want you to worship. I want you to remember. I want you to look back at what I did. I want you to look forward to what I'm going to do. I want you to be coming before me regularly. And so I, I wrote this out and I, I, want, I want everybody here to, I'd like you to do it for yourself. I did for myself. I said, okay, in, in the rhythm of my life, what are the things that are regular? These things happen on a regular. And I, I broke it down from daily to weekly to monthly to annually. So here it goes. For them, they had daily things, daily off, daily morning and evening. They had stuff that was weekly. They had stuff that was monthly. They had stuff that was broken up into annual stuff. 
and God said, I wanted to be their light to be broken up like that, that they're coming around me. And so for me, I'm New Testament. I'm not under the law. I'm not under these things. I can do whatever I want daily. Bible reading and prayer, how that's broken up. You know, I, I, I usually do it. I do the Bible reading in the morning. I pray throughout the day, in the morning, in the evening, through the day, whatever. Um, I read at different intervals. That's daily. That's just a part of every single day, reading my word, time in prayer, weekly. Um, remember, these are holy convocations where God is calling them to come together with, with the other believers in him for some purpose. So what are the weekly gatherings or things that I regularly, I, I'm, I'm always at Sunday. Even when I wasn't a pastor, I was always at Sunday, just, just so y'all know. So y'all was like, well, you have to be there because you're the pastor. No, I don't. Um, but I am. And when I wasn't the pastor, I was there. I'm the pastor. I definitely going to be there now. So Sundays, Thursdays, Mondays, that's, that's, that's weekly. Those are the weekly gatherings that I do. Every Sunday, I'm at church. Mondays, men's fellowship. Thursday nights, I'm here with you guys, unless I'm gone somewhere. Weekly things. They're set aside. I make, I make provision for those things. I make sure that I go to them. I tend them. I'm there. I would ask you to look at your life. Is it random or is, it, is there a rhythm to it? You know, every week, we, this is a priority in our family. We're going to be there Sunday. We'll be there on Thursday. You know, we're going to be at this thing. And once a year, I'm making sure that we set aside the resources to be able to go to that thing. And I'm going to be, you know, do you have those core things in place in your life? Or is it just kind of like, eh, if I can, I will. If something better comes up, I won't. I think, because as I look at it for them, even though they were under the law, God wanted it. And because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, I know he still wants it. God still wants it to be a regular thing in my life because I want to. I go, I go to the holy convocation. I go to the gathering with his people. Not because I have to. Not because if I don't, God's going to get me. But because I want to. I want to be with y'all. I want to be with the people of God. I want to be in fellowship. I want to be in scenarios and situations where God is honored. Jesus is glorified. The Bible is preached. You know, Christ is, is, is enthroned. I want to be at those things. And God wants me to be involved in those things. But for you and I, it's totally different from them. They were commanded. You guys, this day, this week, in the seventh month, first day, 10th day, 15th day, bam, 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 bam. For you and I, God says, do it if you want to. Do it because you love me. Do it if you love me. Do it if you want to. Free will. We get to choose. And so what I'm asking you to look at your life and consider, how am I choosing? How am I using this, this freedom that God has given me? Am I using it well? I'm a good steward of the freedom. Um, does God got, got a good priority in? Does God have a good, you know, a, a priority in my life um, in a regular way? And for anybody that's blessed to be a parent, not just for you, but you, you set this rhythm for your kids. See, my kids, it's, it, it would be abnormal if we weren't somewhere Sunday in midweek. They'd be looking like, we're, we're, we're not going? Why not? You know, it just, it's because it's just, that's, since they were in Pampers, since they were in the, in, 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 they were in the, the little carrier thing, that's where they've been. They've been at they've been the house of the Lord at least two times. We're going to be there. And what happens, though, in hindsight, I look back now and I look at my daughter, Harmony, and she grew up with other kids that grew up at church. And so they're lifetime friends that are, they have fellowship. Kids are growing up and they're having relationships and they're building the same things that we're in here building one another. We need to do that. So um, I would just remind us that we get to do it out of a more of a free a free willing heart um there isn't really a, a, a we're not under the law there are things god has commanded you know uh hebrews 10 uh 24 that you know forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some and so much more as you see the day approaching and so god says you guys need to be in fellowship um you need to make that happen i believe that that his heart is that we would we would do it out of desire i just, just want to be in the presence of the lord around the people of god 
um, that are worshiping Jesus together. I want to be in those things. If you're writing notes, you just write down Psalm 73. And in Psalm 73, the psalmist is talking about how his feet had nearly stumbled, how his steps had nearly slipped as he was he was just in the world looking around and how it seemed like, you know, people is getting away with everything and the wicked are prospering and they got no pain in their death. And anybody here spending enough time in the world, you look around long enough, you'll start feeling bad about yourself. Look like people are doing wrong and they everything working out for them. They they doing wrong. They got the better job. They get new cars and everything looked like it's going well. And the in Psalm 73, he was he was he was tripping. The psalmist said, man, I, I'm, my feet had nearly slipped as I was looking at the prosperity of the wicked and no pains in their death. And, you know, everything looked like it was going on. He said, but you know, when everything changed, it says when he came into the sanctuary of the Lord, then, then, then it says, then I saw their end and the whole perspective changed. That's in Psalm 73, verse 17. He's just going on about how bad everything is. And it says, until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end that surely you set them in slippery places and you send them down to destruction. He said, you know, I came into the place where meeting with the Lord and my perspective got put back in order. And you'll find someone that's dipped out of fellowship for a while and you'll watch their perspective be all jacked up too much. Just to, all you have, you, you step away from the word and from fellowship and just stuff, the stuff that brings us right. And all you got is your own thoughts, which some of us know that that can be adversarial, just going with your own thoughts. Um, a lot of the world got tons of input for you. They'll, they'll throw some junk at you real good. Um, we need to come back to this place, man, where I may be thinking some weird stuff and just hear a word that says, Ooh, I, I, thank you, Lord. That put me back in alignment. My spirit knows that that's the truth, that that's the right thing. So we want to manage our freedom, our liberty. Last verse, uh, Numbers 29, verse 40, it says, So Moses told the children of Israel everything just as the Lord commanded Moses. And I wrote down in my Bible, Good spiritual leader. Moses told them everything God told him. Everything he got from the Lord, he gave it to them. That's a good spiritual leader. Giving to other people what you receive from the Lord. Um, it reminds me of Acts 20, 27. Paul, as he was finishing up his time in Ephesus, says, I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. I'm giving you guys the time I spent with you guys, I'm giving you the whole counsel so you guys know what to do. You guys know how to walk. I know when I leave here, enemies coming in and people look ravenous wolves are going to come in to divide you guys up. But I've given you guys the whole counsel of the Lord. So in this section, uh, kind of going to the last portion of these feasts that God wanted them to remember, each one uh, for the Israelites pointed at something God had done for them. Uh, each one also was a reminder for us New Testament saints of something that was to be fulfilled in Christ. Rather, it was the rapture, rather it was a rem the, the pointing forward to what Christ would do, rather it was Christ tabernacling with us. Each one pointed to something that God was, was going to yet do. And if I took this whole thing and summed it up, I sum it up in this. God was commanding them to come to him in regular intervals because he wanted them close to him. For you and I, God would say, you know, it, it's, it's not commanded in these same terms, but I hope that we gather from the chapter that God wants us to come to him, that God wants us to have ongoing, regular interval, intimate gatherings, that we should be coming together to worship. We should be coming together to serve. We should be coming together to give. We should be coming together to remember for, for all those reasons. We should regularly be coming together with the Lord. Don't let something get in the way of you creating regular rhythms of coming before the Lord in your life personally, 
collectively with your family and with your church family. Make sure that you you make that, that, that your life looks like that. That You know what? I, I can look over my life. I can look over the year. I can look over the months and find that it's, it is our regular thing that we do. Make sure that's what you're doing. That's all we have time for today on The Transforming Word. Thanks for tuning in. Pastor Bill Buffington has been teaching through the book of Numbers, and we pray that it's been eye-opening for you. In this book, you see how God dealt with sin and disobedience in the Israelite camp, but you also get a sense of how God delights in obedience and a soft heart. The people then were no different than people today. It's all human nature, plagued with the curse of sin, but God didn't leave their side, and He remains by your side today. So if you're ever in doubt about God's goodness, faithfulness, or steadfastness, be reminded that God cares about you, loves you, and is there for you. We hope you continue to learn more from the book of Numbers, and we encourage you to read ahead on your own. If you're interested in listening to additional teachings from Pastor Bill, you can find them on our website at calvaryinglewood.org. We'd be happy to meet you too. If you live in the Inglewood area or happen to be passing through, come join us for worship this weekend. You can get service times and location information at calvaryinglewood.org. You'll even find links to stream our services if you're unable to be with us in person. Then you can catch up on previous messages online. That website again is calvaryinglewood.org. Before you go, we want you to know that we're grateful to have you as part of our listening audience, and we pray you continue to look to Jesus. Thanks again for joining us, and be sure to catch our next edition of A Transforming Word.